This is Nursing in America. Each week we speak with incredible nurses from all over the world who have taken the leap to start a new life in the United States. If you're thinking about doing the same, then this is the place you'll find all the insider knowledge and inspirational success stories to realize your own American dream. Hi everybody and welcome. This is Tanya Friedman uh, speaking. I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Kinetics USA and mm -hmm. I have with me Dr. James and Sir Paul who are with us. Hey guys. And excited to get started. Today we are hearing from our two experts um, and we're really excited to be hearing uh, a lot of information. I think there's going to be a lot of information shared today. Um, and this is specifically, we're going to be looking at the topic, how does the NCLEX pass rate of internationally educated nurses compare to that of American trained nurses? Um, and also, if you are a nurse who is looking to take the NCLEX, um, this is really for you. Um, before we, we get to the topic at hand, I think it's a great idea if you maybe give us a little bit of your background about your history. Over to you. Yeah, my, my name yeah, is James Montegrico. Uh, I've been a nurse here in the U.S. for, for 19 years. I migrated in 2002. Um, I started as staff nurse, but uh, you know my, my heart has been in the academe, so I've been more of uh, um, an educator. I am currently a uh, faculty member at the University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Um, I teach um, MedSurg and I teach NCLEX. Um, NCLEX has been a major part of my life. Um, it has been my focus for my uh, dissertation through my PhD years. So uh, um, I am glad to be to share with you uh, things that um, uh, will benefit you if you are preparing for, for the NCLEX. Okay, thank you so much, James. We're really excited to speak to you. I think that the literature is very limited there's not a lot of information about how the pass rate compares and what internationally educated nurses can do about that to make sure that they pass the NCLEX when they take it. So I, I think that this is really kind of groundbreaking what we are yes, doing today. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, evidence-based research that James and Paul are going to share with you today. Paul, do you want to go ahead yeah. and introduce yourself? Right. Hey, guys. Good morning from Texas. My name is Paul Billuen. Um, I've been here in the States for four years. I've been a nurse for 14, um, for 14 years. I'm a doctorate student, DNP, about to graduate soon. I'm about to take my nurse practitioner board exam soon. I'm hoping for a good result. Um, I've been teaching NCLEX since 2009, helped a lot of students, thousands of students to pass the NCLEX. A lot of them are here already in the United States. And today we'll be talking about stuff that will help you to pass your NCLEX exam. All right. Thank you, Paul. Um, we really have two experts with us today. Uh, coming to the U.S. can be a very exciting, very rewarding, very satisfying journey, but it can feel very overwhelming. It can feel very confusing and very complicated. You're dealing with immigration, you're dealing with licensing, you're dealing with arriving in a strange company, country um, and, and uh, dealing with culture shock and all of those things that go with coming to the US. Now, in terms of the NCLEX, there's probably no better time for a nurse to take the NCLEX than now, correct, to the panel, right? Right. 
Mm -hmm. And there are a few reasons for that. One is from the immigration perspective, the visa bulletin is current for any anyone born in any country other than India and China, which means this is the best time to, to, to get a green card, an employment-based right. green card. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. The other thing, and I think the panel will probably get into this in the session, is that I think it is in April 1st, 2023, the NCLEX is going to get more difficult, correct? Yeah. So right. if right. you want to do it, now's the time to get in and do it before that, that changes. And I think the third reason is that the demand in the U.S. is much, much higher now than it's ever been ever, I mean, I've been doing this for many years, um, uh, Paul and James are both nurses that came to the US many years ago, the demand in, in the US is higher than it's ever been for right. international nurses. Mm -hmm. So there's no better time to take your NCLEX. If you are watching today, please tag your friends who have not yet passed the NCLEX, pay it forward for them in the same way that Dr. James and Paul are paying it forward to you now so that they can also hear this session. Okay, so first question, um, how does the NCLEX pass rate of international nurses, international nurses compare to nurses who are educated in the US? So let's start with that initial kind of background question. Dr. James, maybe if you want to start with that one. Yeah, um, so... You know, I, I've been I've been monitoring the uh, NCLEX performance because, as an educator, we use the NCLEX as a benchmark to determine the quality of you know our nursing programs. And as a researcher, I have compiled a lot of data regarding the NCLEX. And um, if if um briefly, I would say that you know even for those educated in the U.S., um, the average uh, pass rates for U.S. educated nurses is about eighty six percent. So how much more for international nurses? And uh, unfortunately, more than half national nurses are not uh, passing the NCLEX. And uh, international nurses, it is a challenge for them to, to pass the NCLEX for, for a lot of reasons. Um, it can be a lot of factors that is in, inherent to the uh, student. It can be for the educational program that they've had. So in other words, um, it is it's really a challenge for international nurses. And uh, as you have mentioned earlier, this is the best time to take the NCLEX because it's it's going to be more more difficult uh, as the years and in, in in two in two years. So um, there is a huge discrepancy regarding the pass rates of international nurses, um, especially when the NCLEX test plan changes. The, the pass rates fall down. Like in 2013, uh, we saw a very huge drop in the. Uh, pass rates of international of uh, all nurses, even for U.S.-based nurses, so that the NCLEX test plan changes every three years. Sometimes the level of difficulty increases, and that everybody, whether they're U.S. or international nurse, they are um, uh, the pass rates usually go lower. Okay, so so that's really interesting information. And um, in preparing NCLEX, do we need to focus on diseases specifically? Or diseases then exist only in the U.S. Technically speaking, um, yes. Um, of course, you would not see, for example, questions about cholera in NCLEX because that's a tropical medicine, and they don't see it a lot here. You won't see questions about stuff that you only see in the Philippines or in the tropical countries, but you would see um, diseases that 
are not, you know, being discussed in the Philippines or being taught in the Philippines, like Clostridium difficile or Rocky Mountain spotted fever or Lyme's disease. So I would start, I would tell students to start with American books. Because if you want to take the NCLEX, which are created by U.S. educated nurses, item writers are from here in the States, um, then you would want to know what they're actually being taught in school. And that's what you want to study. Okay, so so thank yeah. you for sharing that um, mm -hmm. information. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think are some of the barriers for international nurses to become successful with the NCLEX? Why did and also why did we see such a big drop in those few years of the pass rate? Yeah, if we look at the the pattern. Um, those years, particularly, there was a huge drop in, in 2013. And if we, if, if we look at the history of the NCLEX, uh, 2013 was the last year that the level of difficulty of the NCLEX was increased. Um, so 2013, 2016, 2019. In 16 and 19, the level of difficulty uh, did not change. Yeah, they added some. There was a change in the test plan, but uh, in terms of the difficulty, it was the same. So the, the pass rate was pretty much consistent. So that 2013 was the last time that, you know, the level of difficulty increased, that's why there was a huge drop. And uh, my prediction is that, you know, having monitored the NCLEX for years, um, there's what we call now the NGN, or the, the Next Generation NCLEX. And um, it is a more difficult type of NCLEX. They are really uh, writing questions that have never been used. I mean, it's it's really really hard. It's so hard that even nurse educators are are having trouble. Like, you know, how are we going to teach the students? How are we going to to test them? You know, in a classroom test. So it is it is uh, my my guess that you know in 2023 uh, the pass rates will dip, not only for international nurses but also for for U.S. educated nurses. So you were right, Tanya, when you said um, this is the best time to take the NCLEX because it's already a hurdle for for everybody to take the NLX now, how much more, you know, two years from now? Yeah, yeah. There really is a window of opportunity right now, both from an NLX perspective, an immigration perspective, and just from a bigger picture perspective of the demand that we're seeing in the US uh, for internationally educated nurses. I've never seen such a demand as we're seeing right now. So that's good news for anybody who's taking the NLX. Is there like a correlation between the time when the person took their nursing boards and the time they take the NCLEX and how that can affect pass rate? Yeah, definitely. Um, in my experience, what I've observed is um, uh, the greater the, you know, the distance from when you yeah, um, graduated until you take the NCLEX affects you, uh, affects you really um, bad in the NCLEX. So for example, if I, I have a student that will be taking the NCLEX that had passed the local board exam a year ago versus a student who took the board 10, 15 years ago, that student who graduated recently will probably more likely pass the NCLEX examination just because the knowledge is fresh. You know, like um, the concepts um, is easy to recall because they barely graduated versus someone who has graduated several years back then you got to start all over again, trying to get those concepts. You know, a lot of NCLEX questions are prioritization questions and select all that apply. And those questions can only be answered if you have good foundation of concepts. So um, from the very basics of anatomy to the pathophysiology of diseases to the medications and lab procedures. So, so many things to understand. So I would suggest if 
you've taken your um, local board more than three or five years, I would suggest to really take time to review for the NCLEX. If you are not working and you can devote your time to just reviewing three to six months would be a good time. But if you are working, then that changes everything. Because if you're working five days a week or, you know, five, six days a week, then that doesn't really leave you a lot of time to review. So you would need longer time to prepare. So it's also up, up to you, like how much time you can devote for preparing for the exam. But NCLEX definitely needs 100% attention if you really want to pass the exam. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's definitely good advice. And Alan, so don't get too disappointed because it doesn't mean to say that if you took your boards a long time ago that mm -hmm. you're not going to pass. But at the same yes, time, sir. as Paul says, you really have to pay attention because even if you're an excellent nurse and you've been a nurse for many years, it you know it it, it it's still something that you you have to do the work. You have to learn how to take the test. Dr. James, anything to share or add to what Paul has just uh, uh, given advice to Alan? Yeah, um, I, I agree with what he said about, you know, that, that's what, that's a concept that you call time lag, you know, when you graduated until you took the NCLEX. And, and that, is, that has been consistent between, you know, uh, U.S. nurses, international nurses. The longer you take the test, the um, lesser is your chance of passing. Now, other than uh, being, I mean, those concepts being fresh on your mind, another factor that we need to consider is, you know, the test plan changes every three years. So if you have taken, you know, if you have not taken this exam or the time lag is, is more than like 10 years or, or um, eight years, then there had been several revisions already on test plan. Because, you know, the NCLEX is a reflection on what is the, the current nursing practice. So, um, that can be one of the strategies that you guys can use is to be familiar with the test plan. Um, know what is current. Uh, the, the National Council of State Boards of Nursing or NCSBN updates it every three, every three years. So not only on the concepts, but what is new, what is being used here in the U.S. Because um, not everything are, you know, captured in in like one textbook. So you need to really look into a lot of those resources. So the test plan can be a good resource. Okay, so some excellent pointers and tip there for Alan and for anybody else who's watching and looking to pass the NCLEX. Um, I, I'm just thinking as you're speaking um, about a nurse that I was speaking to uh, earlier uh, last week. Um, her name was Julie and she was, is a Filipino nurse um, she had never taken the NCLEX before. She comes from a, you know, a very poor family. Um, it, it's very difficult to for her to save up the money for the NCLEX. Um, and, uh, you know, she was just talking about how she had also passed her boards. Also, it was even longer time ago than what um, and Alan had given. Um, and she's working. So that really makes it really a challenge. Um, but again, it's about learning about the NCLEX and, and uh, the pointers and tips that the expert panel are going to give you today that really can help Julie and so many other nurses. It's not impossible. It's actually it's doable. So, yeah. Very doable. <laughs> well, there you go. You heard it from the panel. <laughs> we'll be back with the conversation in just a second. There's a wonderful opportunity for you. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses from all over the world to work in healthcare facilities here in the USA. If you are interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com slash application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. On with the show.
let's talk a little, we, we touched on the work experience of the nurse and how that impacts the, the NCLEX performance. Can we talk a little bit more about that and any more information to share about work experience specifically and how that will impact uh, a nurse's pass rate on the NCLEX? Dr. Jane? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, the work experience is a, is a kind of interesting uh, variable to look into when nurses are taking the NCLEX. So for one, you know, those who are not working, you know, they have all the time in the world to study for the NCLEX. Because right. you know, one, one, of the, one of the differences between U.S. nurses and international nurses is that these are professional nurses who are already working before or while they're taking the NCLEX. So that is taking them, uh, they're, sticking, they're taking time away from, from studying. So that can be a huge factor. And actually, I just made a, a research and I'm writing the manuscript right now. Uh, the, the, one of the findings is that those who did not work while they were studying for the NCLEX, they quit their jobs, you know, they resigned, uh, had a better chance of passing the NCLEX. However, for those who are working, these are the things that you need to consider. Uh, there was a study that was conducted wherein they said, if you've been working in nursing for about three to five years, those have a higher chances of passing the, the NCLEX. Mm -hmm. um, those who are working in acute care units, um, ICU, because you did more critical thinking to deal with mm -hmm. your patients, they, mm -hmm. those who are facilitating factors in, in uh, having the NCLEX. So the, not only the duration or the length of, of work, but also the, the nature of the hospital that you are uh, working right. Um, and. My, my dissertation focused on NCLEX experiences of international educated nurses, and it was interesting to find out that, um, um, and I, feel, I felt sad because I asked them, you know, if you work in the Philippines or if you work in internationally, which had a better, uh, I mean, which helped you more in, in, for the NCLEX? And almost all my participants said, well, my experience in the Philippines didn't help. Because yeah, that's are done there differently. But you know, when I came here to the Middle East, I came here to you know, for the currently working, especially it was a Joint Commission accredited hospital, mm -hmm. uh, which is very much so patterned with the U.S. Right. That, those experiences help them. So that that employment piece would be a very it's really interesting, a very huge factor to consider. Factor. Yeah. I want to I want to add to that um, what Sir James was um, saying because um, I agree with him. Um, it's actually on my notes that um, nurses who had experience with JCI hospitals um, have very similar standards of care here in the States. So that actually helps them answer questions regarding standards of care, like doing procedures, drag and drop questions, you know, like uh, performing sepsis care or performing, you know, like ICP management, CVP measurements, some things like that. But for those who have worked, say, for example, in the Philippines in a rural facility, I don't think it would help much because uh, the practice in rural Philippines is very different than what NCLEX is looking for. You have to remember that students who are about to take their NCLEX have been preceptored one is to one by another nurse for about a year before they take the NCLEX. So they're actually doing the job here in the States. I've preceptored students um, on their last year of bachelor's degree or on their last year of associate's degrees. And they're so different than students that I've preceptored in the Philippines. In the Philippines, I would preceptor 10 or a dozen in one group. Here in the States, I only have one. 
and that student gets all their learning for the entire day times one year. So when they take the NCLEX suctioning questions, super easy for them. Colostomy questions, super easy for them. They all know it. So if you practice in JCI hospitals, you would more likely have an idea of what we're doing here. And that's what comes out in the NCLEX. Item writers are nurses and they're checking, you know, what, what you should know as an entry-level nurse. But if you practice in rural hospitals, in non-acute settings like clinics or diagnostic centers or, you know, um, uh, call centers, then that would really not help. So you got to study more, something like that. So it's not to say you're not going to pass. So let's it's doable. Again. It's doable, <laughs> but it's just that if you are in that kind of setting, yeah. you're going to have yeah. to probably put in more work. Yes, that's true. So that's why each student yeah. will be assessed individually, in my opinion. In my case, what I do is individually assess it because all of them have different backgrounds and all of them can have different factors that can help them pass or fail the exam. So that that helps me really give good assessments and feedbacks to them, like what we do in your case, something like that. Okay. So, so for example, uh, Paul, just to, to take that a step further, can you maybe share, like if you're speaking to a nurse for the first time, what are some of those questions? So it would be obviously, how long ago did you pass yeah. your course? Um, two is what kind of setting you're currently working in. What yeah. other questions would you be using to evaluate to be able to see how much input that nurse would need to in order to pass the NCLEX? Right. So um, in my program, I usually have when they go inside my program, part of their orientation is an NCLEX profile questionnaire is what I call it. So they definitely would have to answer questions as, is this your first take or retake? Because that changes the ballgame. If it's your first take, you don't have a lot of expectations with NCLEX. If it's your if you're retaking it, then you're probably scared with NCLEX and you're probably scared to do, you, you know, um, mistake again. Um, that's one. And then another one is what um, um, application process are you in right now? If you tell me you already have ATT, then that tells me I only have less than 90 days to prepare you. But if you're barely processing, then that tells me we have ample time to prepare you. Are you working or not? How long are you working? And uh, what is your uh, pretest? I look at those questions too. And uh, I also ask them like, what are, where are they located? So sometimes, you know, Philippines who are, uh, Filipinos who are in the Philippines usually have more time because they live with their families. They can review some, some people will help them. If they're working outside the Philippines, then they don't have people to take care of their kids or if their spouses are working too. So that kind of divides their time from the work. So those are the things that I look at, but mainly my, highest um like weighted um average if i look at it is what they scored in my pretest because that tells me the knowledge base for the student and that tells me how long we can prepare you so but there are different factors education is also important um it's it's um there's i haven't done research on this and i cannot correlate it but people who have graduated from reputable schools in the philippines that i know because i've taught in the philippines for 12 years as a local board reviewer have also good passing rate because their foundations during the school were really good but if you graduated in a not so good performing school in the philippines that can also affect your preparation for efforts it's a lot different than philippine board exam you, it really requires a lot of critical thinking. So I look at that as well. 
Okay. So it, 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 sorry, sorry, Jen. It, it really sounds like it's a one size fits one approach. You know, it's not a one size fits all. Yeah, There's so many exactly. different factors that you need to uh -huh. take into account. And uh -huh. Dr. Jen, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm sure you have, uh, you know, a lot to add to what Paul has said, but I'm just thinking as I'm talking, I know that in our discussions previously, you've done a lot of research on nurses who went to Canada, who went through bridging or education programs there, um, and how if they had a broader education um, foundation, that also helped them to pass the NCLEX. Can you talk a little bit about that maybe? Yeah, um, so uh, just a little context, a little background. Um, Canada adopted the NCLEX in 2015, so they now require their um, local graduates, Canadian nurses are now taking the NCLEX to practice uh, nursing in Canada. And of course, those international nurses who also want to practice in Canada have to take the NCLEX. So um, in, in one of my research, I also look into the uh, pass rates of international nurses who took the NCLEX in Canada and compared it to those who took it on, in the US. And it was really surprising that um, when you take the NCLEX in Canada, you have a higher chances of passing. I mean, they have a higher percentage, like Philippine nurses who take it in the US will only have like about 45, 44%. But when they take it in Canada, the passing rate is like in the six, uh, 70%. So um, the percentage of passing is really higher. And why is that so? And looking at how the Canadian processing for, I mean, to evaluate their eligibility to take the NCLEX in Canada, they require them to either repeat some of their education. I mean, because our education is not comparable in Canada, a bachelor's degree in, in internationally is like an associate's degree in, in Canada. So they will require you to, to have other, other classes. And you know, that's another factor. Or there's what we call bridging programs. Um, these are programs that will help them a transition to practice. So it's not only about the knowledge of, about nursing, but you know, the skills and uh, how do we do things in Canada? So I was in, in my discussion and that finding, and my article I think was the first uh, research that uh, uh, observed that, that uh, interesting data, that uh, international nurses who took the NCLEX in Canada have higher pass rates. And uh, it can be explained by, the, by this um, bridging programs and the evaluation process that they do for international nurses. So that so that's a really interesting statistic. Uh, can you all see the screen? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you can see here, Dr. James, if you want to just go through this this first line, I think that kind of like clarifies yeah. it. So this this uh, table uh, it came from my my research. Um, these are the top ten countries who are applying for the NCLEX, and as you can see here, uh, the Philippines is about uh, almost sixty percent are. Uh, of the international nurses are from from one country, <laughs> from the Philippines. Now, so I tried to compare how they, uh, what the passing rate is in the U.S. That's the third column, and uh, last is the the Canadian. I called it the Canadian NCLEX, although they are the same NCLEX. Okay, these are the same NCLEX. It's just a difference on you know where they took it. And as you can see here in the numbers, um, that for Philippines, um, those who took it in Canada had a three out of four passed, while in the US, only two out of four passed. And that is consistent all throughout the different um, uh, different countries. Mm -hmm. uh, here, Puerto Rico and Cuba, I mean, it says nobody took that in, uh, in, in Canada uh, in, in those uh, years that I was studying the, the NCLEX. So it was really kind of interesting right. um, to have this, this data. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is really a fascinating slide. <laughs> um, so if I'm understanding correctly, what you're saying is that the pass rate, because the NCLEX is the same, it's the uh -huh. same exam, but the pass rate is higher if it's a Filipino nurse, for example, that's in the Philippines, sorry, that's in Canada and has gone through a bridge training or educational mm -hmm. training, additional educational training, as opposed to maybe a nurse that is sitting outside of Canada that hadn't gone through that educational, um, additional foundational training. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that, that's correct. Because, you know, if, if you look into how they uh, process these applications, that's a huge difference between um, somebody who's taking the NCLEX in the U.S. versus Canada. Uh, so that's that's a huge, I would say, uh, um, confounding factor on the NCLEX results. I wow. think that approach is closely the 73. This is the first time I've seen the data, but the 73% um, Canadian Filipinos that are taking the exam in Canada that have taken the bridge program closely approach the national like passing rate for NCLEX, which is 86% for U.S. educated, mm -hmm. which tells me that education is probably, we cannot correlate because we did, didn't study a correlation, um, but probably is the biggest factor. So if you look here in the United States, like I said, they're precepted students and they all take their, as soon as they graduate, they only take 30 days or less. They take their NCLEX, they come back to the hospital, they pass the exam right away, 75 questions. Like it's not hard at all. Like it's not difficult at all, but you got to consider U.S. educated nurses, nursing school here to qualify is so different. You have to have prerequisites. You have to have good GPA. They're very selected. So you cannot just enter nursing school just because you want to take nursing. You got to prove your spot. And then, of course, they take HESI exit exams or ATI before their NCLEX, which has a good correlation of their passing. So now eight, eight out of 10 nurses, U.S. educated, will pass the NCLEX versus four Filipinos that will take the NCLEX, you know, out of 10, four will pass. So I guess education is a big factor because if you are educated in the U.S. or Canadian curriculum, which mirrors what the NCLEX is all about, then you're more likely to pass versus if you are foreign or internationally educated. So now to bridge that gap, that difference in education, I think um, um, doing self-review or entering a review program is important. Um, in that sense that um, everything that was not to taught to you in your nursing school or in your experience, you should you should bridge that gap by studying more, you know, by by seeking more information or studying books or enrolling in review programs that can help you bridge those gaps, right? You cannot, like what I tell students, do not, um, like if you take the exam, do not focus on your strengths because you already know those stuff. Focus on your weaknesses. What are your mistakes? So if I gave you 100 exam items and you only got 30, then you got 70 items to focus on. The 30 items, we can not worry about that. So you got to bridge that gap. Well, what is your knowledge gap? Well, what are those things that you don't know? You got to find, find um, help or do self-review to bridge that gap. And, and it's it's interesting that you mentioned about, you know, uh, I want to touch base on the academic part because, you know, being an educator both in the Philippines and here in the U.S., um, I, I've seen the difference in the curriculum and how we approach um, uh, uh, testing and teaching. So that's, that already is a huge difference because we teach things differently. We test our students differently. And um, 
regarding academic factors, uh, their, their GPA, your, your general average in college, has been uh, identified as the strongest academic factor to predict your chances of passing the NCLEPS. Now, this has been studied in U.S. Um, educated nurses. And again, the lack of literature in international nurses is driving me to do research on that. So, and we love um, that you're doing that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have to look. I mean, that would be applicable because it makes sense. You know, if you did good in nursing school, I mean, they will say, you know, oh, well, I was a flunker in nursing school, but I passed the ANCLEX. Say, good for you. But you know, what the what the body of literature is saying is that the GPA is the strongest strongest predictor of your passing on the NCLEX. And if you break down your different uh, subjects in nursing school, again, research say that the the subject that is highly predictive of, of passing the NCLEX is medical surgical nursing. And which is, it makes sense because if right. you look at the context test plan, I mean, um, <laughs> what would have to 75% is going to be med surge. Exactly. Is med surge, you know, so. Right. Psychological adaptation and then and pharmacology. If you put them together, that's already three fourths of the of the NCLEX. So, mm -hmm. um, and and interestingly, the second strongest uh, um, what do you call this uh, subject that can uh, predict your pants your your chances of passing the NCLEX is is psychiatric nursing. So uh, wow. yeah, wow. med surge would and <laughs> that also yeah, psych nursing would be. Uh, it came out in the studies because um, in in other international. Uh, nursing education studies, it's interesting to know that they don't have psych nursing in their curriculum. So when these international nurses take the NCLEX, they, they I mean, that's a huge piece that's missing. Um, I have uh, I come across literatures um, like um, nursing curriculum in, in Mexico, in, in Africa, in Eastern Europe, uh, Eastern European countries, they don't have psych nursing in their curriculum. Oh, wow. So interesting. Huge. You know, uh, missing part when they when they take the NCLEX. And you, you, if you think about it, in the actual NCLEX, there's a lot of psych modalities, medications, treatments. <laughs> so that's a huge gap already. If you take the NCLEX. Yep. Yeah, this is such a fascinating topic. I'm just loving this because I think we're just learning so much from the <laughs> literature and and from the panel about the different factors that will help mm -hmm. an international nurse pass or not pass the NCLEX. And mm -hmm. again, just to be clear to everybody watching, it doesn't mean to say that if you didn't come to from a specific school, get a specific GPA, work in a certain setting, have graduated within a certain time frame, that you're not going to pass. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Nursing in America. Part two will be available next week, so make sure you hit the follow button and come back to join us then. If you enjoyed the episode, please help us and leave a review. Kinetics USA is currently recruiting registered nurses internationally. We offer direct hire, which means healthcare facilities will directly sponsor and hire you to work here in the USA. If you're interested, please apply at kineticsusa.com application. That's kineticsusa.com forward slash application. You can find the link in the show notes.